Blessed be God who enables us through the Holy Spirit to praise his holy name. Blessed be the Holy One of Israel. Let us therefore bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit by proclaiming. Blessed be God forever. As we gather to listen to God's holy word with this podcast, let us prepare our hearts by acknowledging our sins. God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I the Lord your God am a jealous God punishing children for the iniquity of parents, to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land, that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or male or female slave, or ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Have mercy on us, O Lord. For we have sinned against you. Show us, O Lord, your mercy. And grant us your salvation. O my God, I repent with my entire being of all of my sins. I detest them, for it is by them that I deserve the loss of heaven and all the sufferings of hell. But it is also by them that most of all, I have offended you, infinite goodness. And it is because of this, I firmly resolve with the help of your grace, a grace that I asked you to grant me now so that I can do what penance I can and truly desire to rather die than offend you again. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. Believe this gospel and go forth to live in peace. Amen. O Lord, be in our hearts and on our lips and shown in our lives so that we may proclaim and know the word of the Lord in the name of your Son Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Guide us, O Lord by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst, with our children and our livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people, along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand, as you go, the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Horeb. Strike the rock, and the water will flow from it, for the people to drink. This Moses did, in the presence of the elders of Israel. The place was called Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled there, and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord in our midst or not? 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me, they tested me though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans, brothers and sisters, since we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, for Christ, while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly, indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us, in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Lord, you are truly the Savior of the world. Give me living water, that I may never thirst again. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sichar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself, with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty, or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming, when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and is now here, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment his disciples returned, and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. 
but still no one said, What are you looking for, or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar, and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me, and to finish his work. Do you not say, In four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment, and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him, because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Why did you make us leave Egypt? Why did you have us come out here into the desert to die? Where is the Lord? Is he here? Is he real? Is he in our midst? This is the central question, if you will, that we find in the readings of the lectionary for today, the third Sunday of Lent in the first series of readings that come to us in this particular year. These questions are not new. In fact, these questions are questions you hear often asked by those outside of Christianity, the church, and even among those within its pews. There are studies that show that people are turning more atheistic or agnostic because they do not see God, or they try to explain the evil and ills of the world on the simple fact that God isn't all-powerful, all-knowing, and able to do all things. There's a redefinition of who or what God could be, and sometimes an outright rejection. And today's readings point us to that something deeper, that something more spiritual, that something where he's asking us to be true worshipers of him. I think I've watched a couple things online I think a couple TikToks, a couple YouTube videos, where people in today's society are questioning whether God really exists. And they use the example of Moses offering Isaac on the altar as a proof that God is evil, that God is wicked, that he demands something. And they miss the point of those stories. The test was not whether or not Abraham would kill his son. It was whether or not he believed that God could raise his son back up and give him 
the dynasty promised, in a child he had asked him to kill. And it set up a gospel message of God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and made that the substitution between you and I for our sins and our deserving of punishment. And this is something a lot of people miss. And especially Christians when they go through hard times. They get out into their land of Egypt. They're still in the world, but they're not in Egypt anymore, and they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And their lives aren't any better. Sometimes they're worst. And as a result, they stand in the midst of the men of God and they say, Where is God? Have you made us leave Egypt to die out here? Where is God? And this is the unbelief that's spoken about in the invitatory psalm that most say every day, or at least once a week, that we are not to harden our hearts. If today we hear his voice, we should hearken to what he has to say. And we should sing joyfully to him, bow down and worship before him, and serve him. The ones that made this question, they weren't ignorant like most of us today who've never seen a real miracle or act of God. They were people who knew God's saving hand because he saved them out of Egypt with ten plagues. He uh, brought them out of Egypt, a house of bondage, and gave them freedom from that hard labor that they were now desiring to go back to. They, unlike us, knew God because of something he had done for them. And that leads into the gospel reading. Because Jesus talked about three different groups of people. He talked about those who were like the Sumerians. They had the five books of Moses and some knowledge of God. And that's many of us. And there are many of us, just like there were of those Sumerians, who honestly and earnestly sought for God in prayer because of the hardships that were happening, being in a desert like the Israelites. They wondered if there really was a God, if they were wasting their time. And sadly, many give up at this point. The Jews had a full, true revelation of God. They knew the entire word of God as it was given to them. They were godly men who called upon God with their heart. But even these didn't worship God in spirit and in truth. Because the whole idea of being in spirit and in truth is not so much about having correct knowledge, but about our character, who we are. You see, the idea of worshiping in spirit and truth begins with the idea of understanding that God is a spirit and that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
We must have a harmony between us and God to be true worshipers. It's not so much that we have an attitude, but that we are. Spirit, in this sense, is referring more to our character than it is to anything else about us. You see, somebody can be said to be of a, of a cheerful spirit, and therefore you understand that they're a joyful, happy person. Or you could say that they are feeling sad, of a down spirit. These are old terminologies that have been in languages for, for years, centuries, and way back. And it's in this sense that we need to understand that in order to truly worship God, to find, to know, and possess, and enjoy God, we must have a capacity in our character that allows him to touch us. For he is holy, and if we are just sinful, he can have nothing to do with us. And this is the first lesson that we need to come to today. And it's not that we're sinners and sinful and all that jazz that puts us in the desert. But it's the desert it's supposed to bring that sin out of us. And that's why we're here in Lent. That's why we're here doing acts of penance throughout these days of penance before Easter to prepare ourselves to really come to know God again with the right character, with the right spirit. Worship in spirit and truth also does not mean insincerity, nor does it signify the amount of truth that you know about God's word. But rather, it is about actuality, having real, true, factual worship. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth whom through grace is given to us. And that spirit must be actually worshipped in a true living fellowship with God as you correspond to him in harmony with his nature. And you are that child of covenant. You see, that's why when we're saved and justified by faith, we just can't live any life that we want or have God justify our sins anymore. For we have gained access by faith to the grace in which we stand. And therefore, we need to experience the entirety of the love of God that's poured out for us. And the only way to experience it is by loving others likewise. What is the character of God but love? Do you really love another human being? Or do you want justice? Do you, like the older brother, stand outside the tent and say, your brother, my brother, went off and took his inheritance and had prostitutes and spent all your money, and now he's back like a sniveling 
child? Or do you forgive? Do you forget wrongdoing? And do you love your brother as God loved you? Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that the words we have heard this day may through your grace be so grafted within our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruits of the Spirit to the honor and praise of your name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We who have listened to your word and pondered its meaning now turn to you to declare our faith in response by saying, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the Giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one, holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We stand here not in our own righteousness, but we are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, your Son. As a result, we who have received your grace in our hearts, which are warmed by your Holy Spirit now are inclined to praise you and say, Lord Jesus, for too long I've kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. Amen. O Jesus, who has said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Through the intercession of Mary, your most holy mother, I knock, I seek, and I ask that my prayer be granted that you will hear the prayers of those who have given at least $5 this week to support this podcast ministry through the Buy a Cup of Coffee link at the top of detesh.com. O Jesus, who has said all that you ask of the Father in my name that he will grant you through the intercession of Mary, your most holy mother, I humbly and urgently ask your Father in your name that my prayer will be granted that you will hear the prayers of those who have given at least $5 this week to support this podcast ministry through the Buy a Cup of Coffee link at the top of detesh.com. O Jesus, who has said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away through the intercession of Mary your most holy mother, and I feel confident that my prayer will be answered that you will hear the prayers of those who have given at least $5 this week to support this podcast ministry through the Buy a Cup of Coffee link at the top of detesh.com. Divine Infant, Jesus, I know you love me and would never leave me. I thank you for your close presence in my life. Miraculous Infant, I believe in your promise of peace, blessings, and freedom from want. I place every need and care in your hands. Lord Jesus, may I always trust in your generous mercy. I want to honor and praise you now and forever. Amen. My Lord, open my lips. And my mouth shall declare your praise. Blessed are you, Lord our God and God of our fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac and God of Jacob, the great, mighty and awesome God, exalted God, who bestows bountiful kindness, who creates all things, who remembers the piety of the patriarchs, and who, in love, brings a Redeemer to their children's children, for the sake of his name. O King, you are a helper, a Savior, and a shield. 
Blessed are you, Lord, shield of Abraham. You are mighty forever, my Lord. You resurrect the dead. You are powerful to save. He causes the wind to blow and the rain to fall. He sustains the living with loving kindness, resurrects the dead with great mercy, supports the falling, heals the sick, releases the bound, and fulfills his trust to those who sleep in the dust. Who is like you, mighty one, and who can be compared to you, king, who brings death and restores life, and causes deliverance to spring forth. You are trustworthy to revive the dead. Blessed are you, Lord, who revives the dead. We will hallow and adore you as the sweet words of the assembly of the holy seraphim who thrice repeat holy unto you, as it is written by your prophet, and they call one to another and say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Those facing them offer praise and say, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from its place. And in your holy scriptures it is written thus, The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, throughout all generations. Praise the Lord. You are holy and your name is holy, and holy beings praise you daily for all eternity. Blessed are you, Lord, the holy God. You sanctified the seventh day unto your own name as the culmination of creation of heaven and earth. You blessed it above all other days and hallowed it above all seasons, as is written in your Torah. Completed were the heaven and the earth, and all their array. On the seventh day, God finished the work that he had made. On the seventh day, he rested from all the work that he had made. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because on it, God ceased from all the work that he had created to function thenceforth. Those who keep the Sabbath and call it a delight shall rejoice in your kingdom. A nation that sanctifies the seventh day will be satisfied and delighted with your goodness. For the seventh day is what you desired and sanctified. You called it the precious of days, a remembrance to creation. Moses rejoiced in the portion assigned to him. You did call him a faithful servant. You placed a crown of glory upon his head when he stood before you on Mount Sinai, and brought down in his hand two stone tablets on which was written the law of keeping the Sabbath, as it is written in your Torah. The children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout every generation as an eternal covenant. It shall be a sign for all time between myself and the children of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he ceased from work and rested. You did not give it, O Lord, our God, to the other nations of the world, nor did you, our King, as a heritage of idol worshippers. In its serenity, the heathen will not dwell for unto Israel, your people, and to the seed of Jacob whom you chose, did you give it in love. A nation that sanctifies, the seventh day will be satisfied and delighted with your goodness. The seventh day you desired and sanctified. You called it the precious of days, a remembrance of creation. You are one and your name is one, and who is like your people, Israel, a nation unique on earth, glorious greatness and a crown of salvation, a day of rest and holiness, have you given to your people, a day on which Abraham was glad Isaac rejoiced, and in which Jacob and his children have found rest, rest of love and generosity, rest of truth and faithfulness, a rest of peace and tranquility of calm and security, a perfect rest of the kind that you desired. Your children shall recognize and know that their rest comes from you and that their rest sanctifies your name. Our God and God of our fathers, be pleased with our rest. Sanctify us through your commandments and grant us a portion in your Torah. Satisfy us with your goodness and gladden us with your salvation and purify our hearts to serve you in truth. Give us your holy Sabbath, Lord, our God, with love and favor as our heritage, that Israel may sanctify your name by resting on it. Blessed are you, Lord, who sanctifies the Sabbath. Look with favor, Lord our God, on your people Israel and pay heed to their prayer. Restore the service to your sanctuary and accept with love and favor Israel's fire offerings and prayer. And may the service of your people Israel always find favor. May our eyes behold your return to Zion in mercy. Blessed are you, Lord, who restores his divine presence to Zion. We thankfully acknowledge that you are the Lord our God and God of our fathers forever. You are the strength of our life, the shield of our salvation in every generation. 
we will give thanks to you and recount your praise, evening, morning, and noon, for our lives which are committed into your hand, for our souls which are entrusted to you, for your miracles which are with us daily, and for your continual wonders and benefits. You are love, for your mercies never cease, the merciful one, for your kindnesses never end, for we always place our hope in you. And for all these, may your name, our King, be continually blessed, exalted, and extolled forever in all time. And all living things shall forever thank you, and praise your great name eternally, for you are good. God, you are our everlasting salvation and help, O loving God. Blessed are you, Lord, love is your name, and to you it is fitting to offer thanks. Bestow peace, goodness, and blessing, life, graciousness, kindness, and mercy upon us and upon all your people Israel. Bless us, our Father, all of us as one with the light of your countenance. For by the light of your countenance you gave us, Lord our God, the Torah of life and loving kindness, righteousness, blessing, mercy, life, and peace. May it be favorable in your eyes to bless your people Israel, at all times and at every moment, with your peace. Blessed are you, Lord, who blesses his people Israel with peace. My God, guard my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking deceit. Let my soul be silent to them that curse me. Yes, let my soul be like dust unto all. Open my heart to your word and let my soul pursue your commandments and all who think evil against me quickly and all their designs and frustrate their intentions. May it be your will, O Lord, our God and God of our fathers, that no person be jealous of me nor I of others, that I do not become angry and that I do not anger you. Save me from the evil inclination and grant me the grace of humility. Do this for the sake of your name, Lord Jesus, and for the sake of your might, for the sake of your holiness, for the sake of your Torah that your beloved ones may be granted rest. Let your right hand save and answer my prayers. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. O God, my strength and my Redeemer. Gather our prayers and praises into one as we offer the prayer. Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that, by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. And with your spirit. Let us go in peace and glorify the Lord with how we live among others. Thanks be to God.